Hello, Texas FFA, and welcome back to another episode of Texas FFA Unraveled. This week, we're switching it up once again, and we've got a really cool guest with us. Dr. Whit Weems is a representative from Texas Farm Bureau, and Dr. Weems is a current Texas FFA board member. We work together with his team on several of our programs through Texas FFA, including Career Week, our Day at the Capitol program, and also all of our Texas FFA Week opportunities that are available to you right now, and we're actually promoting those across all social media platforms and on the website as we speak. So today, what we're going to focus on is is kind of getting to know the relationship between Texas Farm Bureau and Texas FFA. But most importantly, we want to make sure that our listeners understand what Texas Farm Bureau does. And we're here today to clear up any misunderstandings or confusion to make sure that you all know that Texas Farm Bureau is so much more than just an insurance company. One thing I do want to say is that Dr. Weems is one of us. He went to Tarleton State University, majored in ag services and development, and was a professor there at Tarleton State University within the ag department for a little while before going to work for Texas. Farm Bureau. He is one of the best girl dads I know, one of the best mentors I've ever had, and we're just so excited to welcome him to the podcast today. So let's get started. Dr. Weems, I'm going to ask you to start by introducing yourself to our listeners, but I also want them to hear about your professional path, so how you got to where you are today. It's great to join you today and enjoy uh, talking about Texas Farm Bureau and Texas FFA and share a little bit about what we do and how we interact together. So I uh, serve as the Director of Organization for Texas Farm Bureau. In that role, I manage kind of our education and outreach programs. So we have four departments within the division, educational outreach, youth outreach, urban outreach, and leadership development. And so that's really where our main focus is. We interact with students all across the state through our youth programs and our Ag in the Classroom programs. We provide resources for teachers to use in the classroom to connect agriculture in students' daily lives. We focus on leadership development through our Young Farmer and Rancher programs, our collegiate programs. And so our main objective is to just continue to be the voice of Texas agriculture and share agriculture across the state. Okay, that's great. I think the first thing that we should do, a lot of times when teachers or even members hear the word Texas Farm Bureau, they think that you are solely an insurance company. Talk to us about the structure of the organization and everything that y'all kind of do. Yeah, that's a great question. So Texas Farm Bureau is actually a nonprofit organization, and we're made up of volunteer leaders from all across the state of Texas, and our goals and objectives are to be the voice of Texas agriculture. First and foremost, we're a membership-based organization that has the interest of rural Texas and farmers and ranchers at the forefront. We're made up of 205 county farm bureaus across the state. All of those county farm bureaus are independently ran by a board of directors. Those board of directors are farmers and ranchers and people involved in agriculture from their communities. And then there's representation on our state board of directors that's made up of farmers and ranchers from across the state. And so we have 13 districts in the state of Texas. They each have a representative that serves on that state board from their district. And then we have a president that's elected at large. So Texas Farm Bureau, the organization oversees all of our advocacy efforts, ag literacy efforts, communications efforts to to continue to be the voice of agriculture. And we're fortunate that we have membership benefit opportunities such as an insurance company and along with several other member benefits opportunities for those that are members of Texas Farm Bureau. Okay, so let's say one of our members, their parents 
already have Texas Farm Bureau insurance, what are the advantages of them actually becoming Texas Farm Bureau members? So actually they are. If they have um, an insurance policy with us, they're members of Texas Farm Bureau organization and get to participate in the activities and the events that we have to offer. That also brings up another good point about our organization. And so although we do have some things, such as our scholarship program, uh, you have to be a member of the organization to participate in our scholarship program. There's lots of other opportunities that we offer um, across the state of Texas for folks that aren't members and uh, hope that they'll find interest in the things that the organization does and, and look at that as something to be a part of in the future. So this may be a silly question, but just so everybody knows, what if I have a different insurance company? Can I still be a member of Texas Farm Bureau? Absolutely. That's something that it doesn't matter if you have insurance with, with Texas Farm Bureau insurance companies or not. Um, you can be a member of Texas Farm Bureau and participate in all of our activities and be involved and engaged in our organization. And, and there is no requirement to be involved in any of those service providing companies that uh, membership benefits that Texas Farm Bureau has to offer. One of the things that a lot of our members already know is that Texas Farm Bureau is a presence at a lot of Texas FFA events. Y'all are a corporate sponsor. You participate in our legislative lead. You're also really engaged with Texas FFA Week activities. Shout out to the coloring contest that we're hosting right now in preparation for Texas FFA Week. Tell me how you got introduced or, or tell me what your connections are with Texas FFA. How closely do you work with us? Sure. So Texas Farm Bureau and Texas FFA has a great relationship. There are multiple different ways that I think the two organizations come together and meet. And so you're right. We host the coloring contest that's going on right now. And it's always great to, to get to see what, what those students come up with and, and their coloring pages that they put together. And that's something fun that we can do. But we also offer multiple opportunities from scholarships. Texas Farm Bureau awards about $250,000 in scholarships to students across the state of Texas. Those applications are actually available right now. And so students can get on and check those out if they're getting ready to apply for college. We do multiple different things. You mentioned career week. We have staff and volunteers within our organization that have played a role in being involved in career week and talking about careers in agriculture. We support the FFA convention and Ag Teachers Association conference and have booth space there and also enjoy doing workshops, participate in day at the Capitol and provide workshops. And so there's multiple ways that we uh, connect with, with FFA across the state from a statewide program, but I don't think it just ends there. You know, I talked about our county farm bureaus and those groups across the state that play a role in the organization. They play a vital role. That's really the first point of contact for our FFA advisors and and uh, FFA chapters across the state is to get connected with those county farm bureaus. And I hear all the time about stories from our county leaders talking about FFA students that came in and met with their board and they may have provided their ag issues presentation to the board or they've gone and talked to them about different activities or programs that they're doing in the county. And so there's so many different touch points that we have between the two organizations and, and opportunities to connect and just support FFA. Our board of directors is a strong supporter of the organization and, and uh, realizes that FFA members are, are the future and are going to have a big impact on the future of agriculture and wants to do what they can to help develop young people in the state of Texas. 
That's wonderful. And let's also brag a little bit about you, Dr. Weems, because you actually serve as a member of our board of directors. And I believe you started your career in the classroom. Is that right? So, yeah. So um, my uh, background does go back to FFA and, and being a student. And I went went to Tarleton State University and got my degree in ag services and development. And they had the intentions to go into the classroom and ended up extension agent for a while. And then uh, spent 14 years as a career in extension before ending back up at Tarleton as a professor there in the ag ed department. So got to collaborate with lots of ag teachers and FFA programs during my extension time. Got to work with a lot of future ag teachers in my role as a, a professor at Tarleton. And so I've always had a passion for FFA, something that has been uh, near and dear to my heart. And oftentimes I'll tell the story that uh, I had the plan, I guess, when I was young and growing up as I was going to follow in family footsteps and go be a star athlete and end up playing college athletics and uh, injuries kept me from doing that. And uh, I joked whether it was really the injuries or the lack of athleticism, but regardless, one of the, you know, made a a different shift in my uh, career path. And FFA is where I found myself after that series of injuries. I really got involved and connected. I would say that was probably a pivotal turning point for me as far as getting involved in agriculture advocacy and literacy and really understanding that there's a need and there's an opportunity to share the story of agriculture and why it's important. As our population continues to become more and more disconnected from the farm, agriculture is still a vital part of everyone's life. And so being able to tell that story, being able to share what farmers and ranchers do to put food on the table and, you know, uh, is is a great opportunity, something that is valuable and important to uh, to everyone. Let's talk about that education piece, because obviously Texas Farm Bureau does a great job of educating adults about agriculture and the role that you all play, and, and you all participate on it at a legislative level as well. But when we're talking about resources that are actually available to teachers, whether it be at the county level or at the state level, how do we get our teachers involved and engaged in using some of those resources? I think the best piece of advice I could say is first go check out our website, texasfarmbureau.org. And you can go to our Ag in the Classroom page and Youth Activities page, and you can find all the resources there. You can sign up for a newsletter. Ag teachers across the state also receive our Friday report and some of our email blasts that come out. And so there's opportunities within that too. But first and foremost, the uh, website provides everything that we have to offer as far as resources. We talk to the members all the time about being informed and responsible consumers. One of the best things about Texas Farm Bureau is the information that y'all send out to make sure that we are educated. Some of those member benefits include a newsletter, access to a podcast. What are some other things that kind of help us to stay informed of the information that y'all are putting out there? Sure. So uh, there's newsletters that come out via email. So maybe email blast, uh, our Texas Friday report that comes out every Friday that has a lot of great information in it. Our Texas Ag newspaper that comes out once a month that has lots of information. Our social media, if you're not following us on social media, I encourage you to find us on whatever platform you, you use for uh, social media and connect with us there and keep up with things. And that brings up a really good point as far as that being a resource for teachers. A lot of times I've heard that ag teachers will get our Friday reports or they'll get Texas Ag and it'll have information in there about different emerging issues that are going on in agriculture 
future. It'll talk about maybe case studies or the latest news in some field of agriculture that's going on in the state or across the country or even maybe related to our world. And so they've taken that information and been able to work with students to put together ag issues teams or put together different presentations for different LDEs or um, activities that they may be involved in at the chapter level. So that's good stuff because, you know, one of the calls that our office gets a lot in the fall is outside of the current events brief that we put out as part of our LDE resources, do you have any suggestions for topics? And we kind of have to stay away from that, right? Because we can't give one team an advantage over others, but there's tons of resources on Texas Farm Bureau's website that might spark some interest for the students to come up with a topic for one of those scripts. That's great stuff. Yep, absolutely. It comes out every Friday, so that Friday report can be a valuable resource or or grab the, uh, grab the Texas Ag newspaper and check it out and see what's in there. And then we mentioned the podcast. Do they have access to that through all of the major media formats or do they just go to the website for that? Oh, you can do both. So either way that you want to connect with that and the podcast is a great resource full of uh, information on the latest news that's happening across the state in Texas Ag. Okay, Dr. Weems, we have been working with you all for a couple of years during FFA week to introduce some of those elementary lessons. Talk to us about some of those resources. So as mentioned, there's a a resource page on our website that you can access a lot of different curriculum that's available for K through 12. And there's some really neat things that we've been seeing that FFA chapters have been using that information and how they've been taking some of those lessons. So they may take some of them and use them in their classroom maybe a perfect fit for such a principal's class. And they're pulling something from our curriculum and uh, using it in that classroom or modifying it for whatever class that they're teaching. Some other ways that we've seen that used is they'll work with a group of students. They'll grab a lesson. Maybe it's um, something on apples and they'll take an apple lesson and they'll go into the third grade and they'll work with their third grade teacher and those students in that class. And the FFA students will actually teach the lesson to the third grade student or whatever grade that's selected. And so it's a really neat opportunity to give your FFA students a leadership opportunity. They get experience in teaching the students and working directly with younger students. It gets the younger students excited and they see those older students as a mentor. There's just so many positive things that can come from that relationship of our FFA members working directly with those younger grades. In addition, when you go talk to these teachers and the elementary teachers, all of these lessons are TEKS aligned. There's already activities that are grab and go off the shelf and ready to plug in. So you can walk into a class that may be an English language arts class and you can teach a lesson using agriculture that aligns with the TEKS and everything that needs to be used for that English language arts class. So it's not taking time away from traditional study in the classroom just for the FFA students to come in. It's a great partnership with our elementary students and teachers, and it can plug right into their daily routine of the things that they're working with within their classroom. Okay, I'm loving all of this because we talk a lot about essentially making the job of teachers easier. We know that ag teachers are spread thin. They've got a lot on their plates. Outside of the coordination of getting these students into the elementary classrooms, you're saying that the FFA members, the students enrolled in high school ag classes, actually benefit from going into these elementary schools. They're learning. They're getting this leadership experience, but they're also promoting the FFA and the chapter 
And there's just a little bit of work that it really requires for the teachers. And so what an excellent opportunity to get ag in the classroom down at those lower levels. Yeah, it's a great opportunity and plug and play, right? They just grab it and go and take some opportunity to put some things together and get in the classroom and interact with those young students. Those young students get exposed to FFA, get to understand what it's about get to understand what those students do and see some of the neat things that they get to do. Another great opportunity is our garden grant program. We offer a garden grant program that you can apply for grants to put in a garden on a school campus. Um, is this a little, little bit different? Um, it's not designed for ag teachers to use as part of their curriculum or part of their program, but we can see ag teachers using it to go into the younger grades. So if an ag teacher wants to develop a program to where they're going to put in a community garden at, at the school and then showcase how they're going to use those elementary students with that garden and teach the elementary students about growing vegetables and planting seeds and harvesting and all of those different types of things, then they could qualify to potentially be a garden grant recipient. So just another resource that we can use that's available to teachers to be able to connect the dots between younger grades and FFA members and continue to share the story of agriculture. When I was in the classroom, it wasn't until several years in that I actually figured out that we had the Texas Farm Bureau within the county. And they came out and did some ag days. They brought a trailer out that had commodities on it, talked to our students quite a bit. And then that's how we kind of got introduced to the camp that y'all used to have. Remind me what that was called. Youth Leadership Conference, which is now part of our Student Success Series. So that's a, that's a great opportunity for, for those students to get plugged in. One thing we didn't really talk about the details to that. So real quick, the Thrive Conference is for those in their senior year of school. And so it's the conference that you're mentioning. And so it's a great opportunity for students to get together and interact with other students from all across the state. But one of the unique things that came from that is our Ag Ventures Contest. So if you're a participant in the Thrive conference, you will have the opportunity to participate in the Ag Ventures contest. And basically you get to develop an agriculture product, put a marketing plan together, and then you pitch it to some judges and you share your marketing plan, you share your product that you designed, you talk through how it benefits agriculture, and that's evaluated from a group of judges. And then there's $16,000 worth of scholarships on the line as part of that program. And then the top six individuals get a trip to D.C. to go to our nation's capital and meet and interact with legislators there. And so great opportunity for those students to get plugged in and learn more about the free enterprise system and how all of that ties in with agriculture and our nation, the role our nation's capital plays in entrepreneurship. Talk to us a little bit. Y'all are offering the professional development for early career teachers. When will that be? Uh, we're looking at June 3rd and 4th. And so it'll be held here in Waco. And so we hope to have information out soon on that program and, and get ready to announce it. So we're really excited about that. A, a little bit new twist on some of the professional development that we're offering. So. And then your summer Ag Institute, when does that take place? It follows the next week, so it's later on in June of that month, and that's open to all teachers. It's not just focused on ag teachers, so we'll get a lot of K-12 through teachers, and, and really, uh, it's kind of a neat mix. We'll have ag teachers that participate in that. We'll have elementary school teachers. We'll have high school teachers, and one of the things that is really unique about that opportunity is they get to interact with each other and talk about the different things that they do and how there's so many similarities in using agriculture as a teaching tool 
in the classroom. Absolutely. I love that. And that takes place there at your headquarters in Waco? Yes, in Waco as well at our Texas Farm Bureau headquarters. It's a great opportunity for teachers to get some professional development. It lasts four days and they'll get about 30 plus hours of CPE credits and there'll be classroom instruction, there'll be tours, there'll be hands-on opportunities and experiential learning opportunities that we'll put into place. And so it's a really unique professional development training. Awesome. And then, so we're going to spend some time with y'all in June, obviously, but then in July, will y'all be with us for teachers conference and our state convention? You bet. So something that we always look forward to is getting to interact with the students at FFA convention. We'll have a booth there. We'll share all of our resources that we have. We'll talk to students about opportunities with scholarships and different things that are offered. And then we'll also go on to Ag Teachers Association Conference and great opportunity to just connect and put put folks together and, and share some of the resources that we have and be able to answer any questions for teachers that they may have. I love that so much. And so all of these programs basically are housed under the education department, correct? With Texas Farm Bureau. How many people are on your team? So we have nine total members that are a part of the organization division. So that covers the four departments from ed outreach, youth outreach, leadership development, and uh, urban outreach. And right now, some of those members are actually traveling around to the stock shows, right? That's right. So if you uh, travel to uh, the stock shows uh, the remainder of the spring, you'll see our Doorways to Ag exhibit currently set up at San Antonio. We go set up at Houston pretty soon and We'll have it at Rodeo Austin and the Rio Grande Valley as well. And so it's a great exhibit that talks about uh, named doorways to agriculture because it really highlights that whatever door you open, agriculture is on the other side. Whether you uh, uh, walk into a garage or you walk into your bedroom or you walk into your kitchen, there's things in there that you, you had to have agriculture to get. And so that's really what the exhibit focuses on. And uh, so I encourage you to stop by, say hello to say hello to our folks that are working the exhibit and take a few minutes to walk through and uh, check out what we have to offer. Well, we look forward to all of that. As, as much as we talk about all the moving parts in FFA, seems like Texas Farm Bureau has just as many moving parts as we do. <laughs> There's a lot of moving parts and uh, you know, we keep them going. Wonderful. Really quickly, before we kind of sum everything up, I would love for you to talk to them about how they might reach out to somebody within their county to figure out what opportunities are available to their teachers. Right. So the best way to do that is just find your local county Farm Bureau office and um, reach out and just call them and you can visit with the staff there and they can get you connected with the right in individuals locally. We also have field staff across the state. And so if you know those field staff individuals, you can connect directly with them. Of course, you can always reach out to staff here in Waco and we can help get you connected with the right individuals to, to meet your needs. And so all of our information is available on our website. You can find our contact contact information there at that texasfarmbureau.org and get connected with us. And we would love to share the resources that we have and visit with you about programs that we have to offer and coming up. Wonderful. Well, anything else you'd like to share with our teachers before we wrap it up? I just want to thank them for what they do and look forward to connecting with them down the road at FFA Convention and Ag Teachers Association. And so play a critical role in, in the future of agriculture. And it's a great opportunity for, uh, for us to collaborate as we connect in the future. 
Wow, that's great stuff, Dr. Weems. Thanks so much for joining us today. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the role that you play, not only with Texas FFA, but especially your position on the board. We've kept you busy the last couple of years, and we're sure grateful for your service, and, and we're sure grateful for the partnership. This podcast makes me realize just how much we do get the opportunity to work together, and I think that's a vital partnership. You bet, Miss Jackson. And like I said, FFA has, has a special place in my heart and a big impact that it made in my life. And I think that, that you'll hear that time and time again from people across the state. But it's been a, a privilege to get to serve on the Texas FFA board and get to represent industry in that role and work with so many amazing teachers and youth from across the state. So Texas Farm Bureau is proud to be a supporter of Texas FFA and looks forward to the future. For sure, for sure. That's all we have for you today, but I hope that you leave this episode with a greater understanding of exactly what Texas Farm Bureau does and all the resources that are available to you as an agriculture science teacher. Until next time, this is Texas FFA Unraveled.